Hello fellow conservatives, it's Paula again, filling in for Brandon this week for the Big Seven. As always, all of the stories I'm gonna cover right now are available at tennesseeconservativenews.com where you can go and read them in more detail. And while you're there, please subscribe to our free newsletter if you haven't done that already. So we're gonna get right down to it. Number one, Tennessee governor and lawmakers celebrate improved test scores but almost two-thirds of students are below grade level. As Governor Bill Lee, the Tennessee Department of Education, and Republican lawmakers pat themselves on the back for a job well done, results from the 2021-2022 TCAP assessments show that almost two-thirds of students are below grade level in almost every category for which the state conducts testing. In a press release, the Tennessee Department of Education states that elementary students significantly improve their English language arts scores and are performing at a level similar to pre-pandemic years. The Education Department also says that all Tennessee students improve their math performance and that every student group showed an increase in proficiency. While this is technically true, the pre-pandemic levels of proficiency in the state were nothing to brag about. Third grade English language arts proficiency rates were 36.9% in 2019, and they are now up to 35.7%. Even more alarming is taking a look at the English scores for high school students. Less than half of these students are at grade level when adding up the exceeded and met percentages, both before the pandemic and now. So let's look at math. Less than 50% of third grade students met or exceeded grade level in math in 2019. That number dipped down to 31% in 2021. That's where that whole learning loss because of COVID comes in. And it has risen back up to 36% this year. For high school, the picture is even bleaker. After having taken three years of high school math, only 26% of students met or exceeded grade level before the pandemic. In 2021, that number dropped to just 18% and is now up to 25%. So this means that only 25%, a quarter of students who are nearing the end of their high school years are demonstrating math proficiency. Yay, Tennessee. Okay, number two. T-Mobile promises to pay travel and lodging expenses of Tennessee employees getting abortions out of state. According to a company-wide email sent to all T-Mobile employees last month, the company will pay for costs associated with female employees traveling out of state to end the lives of their unborn children. CEO Mike Sievert sought to reassure employees after a leaked U.S. Supreme Court opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade made news at the beginning of May. Tennesseans who work at T-Mobile at any of the 25 locations throughout the state would find abortion severely curtailed if Roe v. Wade is overturned due to trigger laws that Tennessee has enacted in recent years. So T-Mobile joins Starbucks, Amazon, Citigroup, Apple, Yelp, Levi Strauss, and others promising to aid female employees living in pro-life states in aborting their unborn babies.
I would like to personally invite you to the Tennessee Freedom Summit. This is our second annual event. We've got a great group of speakers. In fact, if I have your mailing address, which I may have, uh, you should be getting an invitation in the mail that looks something similar to this. You see that puppy right there? Uh, we've got great speakers. Now, what is this thing going to be about, briefly? If you go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com, uh, what you're going to discover is what's really happening in Nashville, what's really happening in the counties all around Tennessee. Uh, information that you will not hear from the national talking heads, information that is only really held by those that are in the trenches working to make Tennessee free. So who do we have here? We've got Dennis Powers. He's going to talk to us about illegal immigration and social media censorship and how we can get legislation hopefully through next uh, session. And we've got a lot of uh, people fighting us, the, the left-leaning corporations that, that fund the Chamber of Commerce and the NFIB always try to stop this type of stuff. But hopefully we will have enough conservative voices up there to get it through. Uh, we've got Janice Bowling, who's going to be talking about uh, nullification, how we can really assert our state's rights. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Robin Steenman, who is really the, the founder of the Moms for Liberty movement here in Tennessee, how we can uh, take back our schools and uh, get involved and, and be effective in local government. We've got Alex Abernathy, who's going to discuss uh, you know kind of the Tennessee um, uh, media situation that we have here. We've got Lori Cordoza-Moore, who's going to talk about protecting our children. We're going to have Ann Roth to talk about how Christians can engage in their communities and in their culture and uh, politically. And we're also going to have Tori Venable of Americans for Prosperity and Gary Humble are going to be on our uh, Brain Trust panel to talk about issues relevant to Tennessee. And I may have left some people out, but you get the deal. Now listen, we have limited seating. And I've, I've done many events in my career where I have limited seating and people always cry to me, can you fit me in? Can you put me somewhere? And I have to say no. Because once the tickets are sold, they're sold, with the, the room is only so big, we can only put so many seats in there before the fire marshal gets on to us. So, if you want to get your tickets, get them now before they're, before they're gone. And hey, if you don't want to come, get a ticket, give it to a friend, send them there. Uh, it's going to be in beautiful Nashville. We're going to start off at the Bold Patriot Brewing for an evening of fellowship where we're not pressed for time. So we can just hang out and talk. And then we're going to move on to the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Nashville. It will be a good time. Number three, federal judge rules to keep Tennessee judicial conference meetings closed. Following testimony from an attorney for the state, U.S. District Court Judge Waverly Crenshaw on Tuesday ruled that the Tennessee judicial conference meetings would remain closed to the public and media. The decision was handed down during an emergency hearing that came about after the executive editor of the Center Square, Dan McCaleb, sued the director of the Tennessee Administrative Office of the Courts in an attempt to open meetings at the upcoming conference to the public and the press. The meetings have been conducted openly with public and press access for nearly 34 years. According to court documents, Tennessee Administrative Office of the Courts Director Michelle Long closed the meetings in response to a concerning disruption by several individuals at a conference in late 2021 and also in part to the increase in threats of violence and acts of violence directed toward judges. McCaleb's lawsuit contested that this closure of the meetings is in violation of the First Amendment because at the conference, state court judges and committees 
meet about guidelines for state court policies and rules, and the groups also then recommend legislation that directly impacts Tennesseans in the courtroom. Deborah Fisher of the Tennessee Coalition for Open Government said, it seems like an overreach to close the whole thing and not let the press attend, at least the parts where they discuss rules and what legislation they are going to send to the General Assembly. And I agree. Number four, Tennessee Republican representative resigns to become lobbyist. Less than six months prior to elections, Republican representative Michael Curcio from Dixon has resigned his post in favor of a new position as a lobbyist with Talbert Government Relations. Tennessee law requires that legislators in the General Assembly wait at least one year before they can start lobbying legislators or the governor's administration, but Curcio has fast-tracked his movement to those activities by leaving his legislature position early. Curcio is already pictured on the Talbot Government Relations LLC website, along with founder and managing partner Jill Talbot, who has been lobbying the Tennessee General Assembly since she graduated from the University of Memphis, Cecil C. Humphrey School of Law in 2005. During his time in the General Assembly, Curcio typically did not vote conservatively and often carried bills presented to him by lobbyists, seemingly not having much familiarity with the bills in some cases. Curcio joins a long list of lawmakers turned lobbyists that includes former Senate Speaker Ron Ramsey, who went into the lobbying business soon after leaving the legislature. So this looks like some new, maybe not so new, I don't know, uh, thing where... You get in, serve a couple of terms as a Republican, and then you get out and start lobbying. I don't know. What do you think? Number five, Tennessee Supreme Court overrules lower court and boots Starbuck from ballot. Robbie Starbuck is off the ballot for Tennessee's 5th Congressional District again. On Friday, the Tennessee Supreme Court ruled that Davidson County Chancery Court erred in its ruling on an emergency injunction because the state's open meetings law does not apply to the Tennessee Republican Party. We conclude that the trial court erred by granting the injunction because the Tennessee Open Meetings Act does not apply to defendants, Justice Jeffrey S. Bivens wrote. We vacate the injunction and remand to the trial court. Starbuck had appealed a decision in a closed meeting when Starbuck, Morgan Ortegas, and Baxter Lee were removed from the August 4th Tennessee Republican primary ballot based on their Republican bona fides. Starbuck said in a statement, an unbelievable loss for the system our founders intended for us to have where people decide elections. I'm heartbroken for the people of Tennessee that this was allowed to happen. This is not the end of my campaign. We have other options that we will imminently seek out. Starbucks said that the decision was reminiscent of Cuba from where his family fled. The system that was upheld today by the Tennessee Supreme Court is sadly reminiscent of Cuba, where the Central Committee removes real candidates and gives the people only party puppets to choose from. Here at the Tennessee Conservative, guys, we bring you news that no other organization will bring you. We're the only organization that covered anything on social media censorship. We're the only organization that is fighting in any significant way against illegal immigration in our state. We are one of the strongest advocates for school choice. We try our very best to keep Republicans honest on their campaign promises 
and we tried to fight against the corruption caused by left-leaning corporations in Nashville and the bureaucracy that government has created that works against your interests with taxpayer-funded lobbyists. The only way we can do this, and I kid you not, is with your support. Nobody else is going to do it. If you're waiting on somebody else to be conservative in your stead, that's how we got to the point we are, and that's why we have so few conservative media outlets. So when you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support, and if you give any amount, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. We will also send you this Please Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker, and we will send you a directory, and I hope this thing changes in the primary of all our state Republicans, uh, both at the House and at the Senate level, so that when they try to do shenanigans, you can call them and tell them to stop, and when they try to do good things, you can ask them to go forward. And finally, if you get $50 or more, or a recurring donation of $10 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Now, this tumbler was made from the melted-down sword of Excalibur. It has magical properties. It will imbue you with superpowers. It will correct all of your vitamin uh, deficiencies. It also uh, cures most rheumatoid arthritis. And um, if you were to, to take this, and if you were to put all the campaign promises in here that are made on the campaign trail, this also has like a Wonder Woman's magic lasso. It has the ability to get truth out of people. If you put most Republicans' campaign promises in here, which would fill it up to the very brim, and you close the lids and you wave your hand over it, and then you poured it out, you'd get about three drops of conservative policy. That is how magical this tumbler is, and it helps conservative messages and news get out there. Guys, I need your help. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. I'll plainly tell you, last year... We got our taxes back. I put sixty-five grand into this puppy. So when you say, well, I don't have any money I can't give, I'm going to have to call BS on that. Get in the fight. Give today. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. I can't do it without you. Don't wait for somebody else to do it because it ain't going to get done. Number six. Tennessee Supreme Court denies Nashville's request to reconsider school voucher program. Tennessee Supreme Court will not reconsider its prior ruling on an educational savings plan in Nashville and Memphis. On June 1st, Nashville had filed a request for the court to reconsider the opinion on the grounds that it has not considered Metro Nashville public schools to be a part of, Ma of Metro sorry, Nashville government. But the court stated Monday that it had already considered the matter fully. The court has thoroughly reviewed the petition, the response read. The court previously considered the issues raised in the petition in the course of its resolution of the appeal. The petition, therefore, is respectfully denied. The ESA voucher program is aimed at allowing low-income students in low-performing schools in Davidson and Shelby counties to use vouchers to attend a school of their choice. Those students were set to receive approximately $7,000 to choose their school, even though at that point schools in Shelby County spent $13,000 per student each year and Nashville schools spent $16,000 per student. Number seven, lawmakers create bureaucracy to oversee immigrant childcare. Some Republican lawmakers were shocked last year when they heard a plane load of unaccompanied immigrant minors debarked in Chattanooga and left a group of minors there. In Chattanooga, the kids went to La Casa de Sydney, a group home operated by the Baptiste Group, 
which had a federal contract and the state's permission to accept children temporarily. Outrage grew exponentially when two of the facility staff members were accused of having inappropriate relations with minors there. A young man also ran away from the facility. The Department of Children's Services suspended the license of the Baptiste group and Davidson County Chancellor Patricia Moscow in February rejected the group's claim that the state singled it out and violated its constitutional rights to equal protection. Ultimately, the court decided the facility should be suspended to protect children. In a joint stipulation filed Tuesday by the Baptiste group and state, an appeal was dismissed. The group's license expired in late February and the state dropped its revocation notice since it was moot at that point. Under the legal resolution, Baptiste can re reapply for a license subject to new licensing laws. Based on the way this played out, it's unclear whether Baptiste will reapply. The options in Tennessee will be extremely limited. Okay, guys, that was it for this week's Big 7. As always, please head over to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and see what else we've been reporting on this week. And I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend.